stuff. Okay. Add, add that razzle dazzle. Let's do this. <laughs> the audio came before your face did, so I was so confused as I'm hearing that. Oh gosh. That was disturbing on all levels. I'm like sitting here smiling and you just hear this. It's like a Satan growl. <laughs> not today, Satan. Not today. I'm so tired. This is going to be real fun. Even though it's okay. not like a funny one. Hi. Hello. Sorry, I have candy in my mouth. Let me- it's one of those. Don't die, please. We like you alive. Hey. <gasps> Hello. <laughs> today. We're talking about, you know, those little Instagram videos with the little quotes or they post like a little excerpt from the book and they're like trying to get you to read the book POV, whatever. Mm -hmm. So Andy and I today compiled a bunch of those. So some of mine are like a, like explaining a part of the book and it's like POV or this, Mm -hmm. or like some of them are legitimate quotes from the book. Yep. So what we're going to do is we're going to tell you the name and author describe in very minimal detail like i'm basically just telling you what tropes they are and then we'll give you the little quote or the little like read this yeah and then andy runs our social media but can we make like a little thing with all these books on them so people oh yeah it'll be easy no have like a list on our instagram we can post but um we each have like what 10 books Something like that. I can't remember how many I sent you. I can't remember how many I have. We got a decent list. Yes. So should we just go back and forth? I can go, well, oh, wait, what? Oh, my gosh. Look how red my hair is. You need to let it go red, girl. Where it's growing. You should do it. Holy balls. Okay. Yes, I agree. I agree. Holy balls. Okay. Uh, Before we get started, Andy, what book are you reading right now? I am reading two different books. I am reading the seventh book in Zodiac Academy, and then I'm also mm-hmm. reading *A uh, Court of Frost and Starlight*. It's actually been pretty good. It's just really slow compared to *Aquar*, and so I'm struggling hard. Uh, I am reading *Aquar* currently. You're way further ahead than me, and I am. Um, Oh, what is the name of the book that I, um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting this? Oh, this is making me feel like an idiot. Hold up. Let me look on my Kindle. I just finished the last of the Ellie Silver books from her, um, little series about, like, her little country series starting with Flawless. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are those like standalones or like, can you read them separately or do you need to read them in order? Yes, but like, it's kind of one of those things. It's just like the Twisted series where you can read them out of order, but you'll know that the two people who end up together end up together. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's just like you you do want to read them in order. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so you do want to. Okay, so I'm actually, um, I don't know how I forgot this. I'm reading The Housemaid by Frida McFadden. Is it McFadden? Yeah. I think so. Have you heard of that one? I have heard. Is it good so far? 
Um, I'm only in the prologue, but yeah. Because <laughs> I like just finished the other ones. But yeah, I kind of wanted something that was like maybe a little less like, I don't know, smut. More mild. Nothing. More mild. Get- so give me a little break. Palette cleanser. Especially because, yeah, especially because Aquar is like so heavy, not in the smut department, but just like in general, emotionally. And oh, I just no, wanted yeah. something that was like light and fun and that I wouldn't mix up with. Because that's another issue I have is like I can't read. I can read two or three books at the same time. I generally am like reading one for the pod, one for myself, and one on my Kindle. But they're generally all different like sort of genres. Like I'm reading fantasy for the podcast. I'm reading like a cute little light like a book I'm willing to carry in public where it's a physical book. So the cover's always showing like a cute little light book. And then my Kindle has like absolute filthy smut in it. Filth. <laughs> you know, that sound that's like, I just made a reel today that I'm going to post tomorrow. That's like that sound that people have like adjusted the sound of Barbie's voice. And it's like, hi, Barbie. Hi, kid. <laughs> And I, like, have a list of books over here that are, like, the Barbie books that are all my, like, light books. And, and then over here hilarious. is, like, hilarious. all my absolutely filthy, like, pucking around, Neon Gods, Den of Vipers, Does It Hurt by, I've is that H.G. Carlton? That. Yeah, it is. It's another one of hers. <laughs> you need to read it. Okay, listen, this is where we're starting. I know a line from that book. This is the line that got me hooked. I saw a TikTok video and this girl was like, POV, um, he has your head basically laying off the edge of a boat and he just threw like a bunch of fish guts in the water and there's shark infested and he's freaking drowning her and effing her in shark infested waters. Her head's off the boat and he's like, I couldn't do that. I'm so scared of sharks irrationally. <laughs> like, I hate the ocean. <laughs> I'd probably be having an anxiety attack and then be very confused why I'm sexually Oh, she aroused. did. And then he was like, I'm really, really sorry. I won't do that again. <laughs> Took it too far. A, that's a lie. It happened again. It did. But in a different <laughs> way. <laughs> Under a waterfall next time. <laughs> no, that was the first time. <laughs> um... All right, well, should we get started? Let's do this. Song plays. Okay, my first book. I don't actually know how to pronounce this author's name. I'm going to assume it's Soam or Somi Sketcher. Soam Sketcher. Um, Sinners Anonymous. I know you've, you've read that, right, Andy? I don't think so. You've told me about it, though. Okay, it's so... it's. <laughs> I'm getting the side eye, guys. <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, I feel like I need to preface this with like a very, very important statement for people of the book talk world and who love it and follow this podcast. 
I have absolutely zero taste. Okay. I will read anything <laughs> and I'll probably like it. If you go through my, if you go through my Goodreads, there are very few books rated at a three. Pretty much every book I read is a four or five. And the books rated at a three are like absolute trash. <laughs> like ask Andy, I don't ever like not finish a book. Like, I I'm don't. I'm the same way. I, There's very few. I've only finished, like, not finished maybe one or two. Like, if I can get lost in the book and I actually, like, find some enjoyment in it, it's automatically a four star for me. <laughs> yeah. And same. And honestly, I don't mind books that are, like, 90% smut. I have specific friends who I'm like, okay, they want a book that's, like, really well written, like a literary treasure. Um, I... I'm like the person who eats gum off the sidewalk. Like I will literally read anything. <laughs> so I just want to preface this with like, please don't come at me if you don't think these books are good. I love a cheesy book. I love a slutty book. I love a book that you're like secondhand embarrassment, but I'm into it. You know what I'm saying? So Sinners Anonymous is a hoe for books. Doesn't matter the book. Yeah. She accepts all. She's like Ellis Island. <laughs> <laughs> did you just compare me to an island i did <laughs> just kidding i'm sort of flattered it's a quote um, from new girl <laughs> oh yes it's like an ellis ellis island he just accepts everybody <laughs> i love it um i forgot about the part um anyway so sinners anonymous i gave it four stars i thought it was cute i thought it was a clever storyline um it, it's a mafia romance. I feel like those are all incredibly oh, that's cheesy. Right. That's why you've... Okay, I remember this now. Yeah. Mafia romance, kind of forbidden love, age gap, um, enemies to lovers vibes. So here is the quote. And this one is actually really mild, but it hooked me because it was like... Um, I was listening... I was watching a TikTok video and it was actually the audiobook of this. And so you're hearing someone ringing a phone. And then this is the line that it says. It says, you have reached Sinners Anonymous. Please leave your sin after the beep. And then that was the video. And I was like, I'm fascinated. People call on a phone and it's, hey, this is Sinners Anonymous. Leave us a message about your sins after the beep. And I was like, fascinating. Okay, but I won't tell you, I won't keep going into this, but if you look up quotes from Sinners Anonymous, there are so many freaking cute quotes. Like, so many cute, cute quotes. Where I know it's supposed to be like, it's so cheesy, but she knows how to write. Like, you know those ones where it's like, my husband says he loves me, but so Zayden said says this. Yeah. And it's like this super incredibly, like, well-written love quote. Yeah. Somi or Som or however you say her name. It's spelled S-O-M-M-E. I don't... Uh, I would butcher. I have one on here sketcher. that I'm going to butcher, so... Yeah, so anyways, I recommend it. I thought it was really good. And I love a mafia... I'm a hoe for a mafia romance. <laughs> I love a... I love a morally gray man. I like it morally gray. He's a murderer! <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Okay. Your turn, my girl. Hit me with your first one. So my first one, um, 
I've gotten all of my stuff from like Instagram just because like I started a bookstagram when I first started like reading and then it just like multiplied. And so this one is like really popular. A lot of people have read it from Blood and Ash series by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Um, the quote that I saw was like, it was a similar like POV, like so-and-so says they love you, but uh, this character says, you will bow before your queen or you will bleed before her. It is your choice. And I was like, oh, we're taking that. And so. Who said that, Andy? Who said it? Who said it? I don't know if I should say, because isn't it kind of like a spoiler or no? Oh, yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. So. Yeah, that but, would be a spoiler. But yeah, but no, we love who said it. <laughs> um, but no, it's a really, it's a, this is later on in the series, but From Blood and Ash is the series that she's written. Um, also has a prequel, uh, Shadow and the Ember, which is kind of meshes all the worlds together, but it's like enemies to lovers. Um badass female main character hidden identities um monsters myths magic all these really cool aspects to it um owning your trauma like i just on both ends and i love it i love it so much so that's a really really good good series like if you liked like sarah j moss if you like fantasy romance like and if you like threesomes yeah and there's also like there's like there's like vampires werewolves yeah threesomes there's only what? one threesome Watches. <laughs> um but yeah so it's just a re- <laughs> Watches! <laughs> but it's really good so if you're interested i think you'd love it and she just came out with a recent um one that's like kind of a retelling in the male main character's point of view from the first book which is really really good i need it i I need to read it i loved it so much anyways what's your next one okay my next one it's called in a jam it's by kate canterbury so this one is a fake marriage a friends to lovers like a childhood crush kind of to lovers Mm, okay um a single it's okay, so single dad, but it's a single uncle. Um, his sister was incarcerated and has a daughter, um, but the daughter is neurodivergent. She has ADHD. And so it's just that. super fascinating. And it's kind of one of those like, my grandma died and she gave me her house, but I have to be married to keep her house. Like, you know oh, what I'm saying? Like, so there's like a, a clause that he has to do and get his inheritance kind of thing. Yeah, it's actually her. Oh! She has a clause. Anyways, so here's the quote. (laughs) Remember, this is a fake marriage, okay? So it's like the it's like POV, he's your fake husband, but then he's like, don't touch my wife, shiz, I'm gonna lose it. Read it, girl. He says read it. He's like, but he says stuff like this, even though he's okay, anyway, so here you go. Allow me to make myself clear. I don't give a pickled fuck how or why we came to be married. You are my wife. If you need some fun, call me. I'll be the one taking care of you. I'll give you anything you want, including a properly prepared gin and tonic. If you can't accept that, you're welcome to divorce me now. He's a farmer and he, he like pickles things and he makes jam. And he's like, I don't give a pickled fuck. I sounded so much like Elmo. I 
on me after that. <laughs> a little lower. <laughs> I'm not okay, going to you I'm not going to your heated center. No. Wife. <laughs> That's like the best. You are my wife. That's like the best. Oh, uh, it was so good and it's so cute. And like there are some like there's a little bit of topics of like bullying when they were teenagers. Basically, she's like the golden star teenage girl, like stunning. Mm. amazing body beautiful and he's like kind of the smaller guy who's like a little nerdy i know we said we were gonna do this but this one i feel like i have to explain so she moves back to town because she's like my grandma died i gotta go save the family farm the first she's like i just want to save it and like build a i can't build something on it but she's like i want to save it yeah and next door to her is this huge farm where it's like jam and bread and cows and milk and like all all this stuff it's like a farmer's market farm and it's so cute and there's this guy living there with his daughter and she's like that's weird and remember they're best friends in high school Mm -hmm. and so she sees him for the first time and she literally doesn't recognize him because of course he went from being this like scrawny little 18 year old to this absolutely jacked gorgeous man so she's like she wants to touch you? the pickler's pickle. Yes, she does. <laughs> and she's, like, gotten a little bit thicker since high school, which we love. We love mm. a thick girl. We love some nice thighs. And so she's, like, a little bit self-conscious. And he's, like, in his mind, because you're getting both points of view. And in his oh, mind, I love like, a dual point I of view. didn't think she could get any hotter. But, like, look at her thighs. <laughs> and you're just, like. <laughs> Everyone read it. <laughs> Your turn, Andy. So my next one is from another series. So this is a series you need to reread because you read it right after Kingdom of Ash. Um, it's oh. the Bladed Prisoners series, also known as like the I first one. I didn't was... read the series. I only read Guild. I know, I know. You only read Guild. It gets way better. So it starts slow. It's a very big slow burn, but there's a lot of lore and world building that has to happen for things to make sense. Um, but it's by Raven Kennedy. Should I reread Guild? You should, should reread it? Guild, yeah. Because then, because there's a lot okay. of stuff that you have to kind of understand and see character development. Um, okay, but, I can do that. So we've got like enemies to lovers. We've got hidden past. We've got hidden identity. We've got found family. Um, we've got it's like a female main character coming into her own, and just all these hidden secrets. Like it's a Midas. Like Midas Touch retelling. And it's super fascinating. Um, but this is a quote from one of the characters that had me squealing. I saw it. There's another point of view of like, so-and-so said they love you with this. And this one was uh, the female main character is saying, you are not the villain in my story. And he responds, I am. He says without remorse, his sharp, sharp jaw tight with tension, but I'll be the villain for you, not to you. <laughs> I and did. It, but it's really good. It's super interesting and it ended on a cliffhanger. Uh, the most recent one's coming out in um, December. So the newest one will come out in December. She's been releasing like little like tidbit lines here and there. And I'm losing my shiz because I'm just dying to get the book yeah because like literally the first two books are laying so much groundwork and then it's like it just takes off 
and you're like, don't I, know what to do. It's on KU too, which is great. So if you have Kindle Unlimited. Yes. All of these for me, by the way, are all Kindle Unlimited books. So. I'll let you know if mine are. I have a couple that are. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I had, speaking of like waiting a long time for a book to come out, I had two friends, two separate friends today text me and tell me they finished Fourth Wing. So <laughs> my friend Brooke and my friend Savannah both texted me and were like, in both of them, all caps. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like freaking out like ah because you know you know what happens and like, i won't spoil it but oh you yeah know how it ends on a cliffhanger like and not it just a baby on a cliffhanger like cliffhanger it's anyways and both of them are texting me i'm like <gasps> I wait till we reread it and we see all these little like easter eggs when we do our episode in november like i'm dying i'm so excited i'm stoked um, about my paperback anyways what's yours my next one is called Devious Lies. It's by Parker S. Huntington. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, you've told me about it. And she's going to be at a Polycon, isn't she? Yes, she is. And I'm very excited. I actually loved this book. This might not be everyone's vibe, but I really liked it. Um, it's a billionaire kind of like office romance mm-hmm. um, and enemies to lovers, like my best friend's older brother kind of vibe. Um, okay, so the the video that I saw was less like quotes and more like pov Mm -hmm. um so i'll just kind of like explain it and then there's a couple little quotes in the little explanation but so it's like pov you go into your um best friend's room to like who's also your crush to like finally like make your move Mm -hmm. so she goes in his bedroom because his his parents work for her parents Mm -hmm. so like his mom is their cleaner and his dad is like their groundskeeper. And so mm-hmm. the kids that her their two sons live in like the cottage on the grounds. So she sneaks into their cottage and into his room. And she basically like, is like, shh, don't say anything. And like climbs on top of him. Okay. And she's like wearing some little lacy bits. <laughs> and she's like, I've been waiting too long. I want this. I want you now. And the main character, her name's Emery, and she's saying this to her best friend and her crush. And he's like, took you long enough. And then they start effing each other. But what you don't know is now that- you told me this. His brother is actually sleeping in his bed and doesn't realize that, like, Emery thinks that he's Nash when he's he's not. Or maybe Nash is the brother. Either way, he doesn't realize that that Emery thinks that he's his brother and he's 10 years older than them. So he's like their age gap, like older brother. And I think at the time she's like 17. So he's like 27 years old, but he, he like doesn't realize that. I don't know. He's like wasted. He's drunk. So he comes in and lays down in his brother's or maybe she's 18. Maybe they had just graduated. I know they were, she was about to go to college. She's probably 18. So like, Hopefully. probably 18. Um, anyways. So that's like the prologue. Oh my <laughs> and then God. it jumps to like years later when brother, older brother is a billionaire. And yeah, it is so good. Is and that, like, that's on KU you said, right? Yeah. And he's like, he like has this um 
works he's like in the tech industry and yeah he like has this this like uh dating app kind of program where you can like anonymously message with people and he's been like anonymously messaging this girl like forever for years and years and years and they've like become really close and they really like each other but they like aren't they can't see each other in person or anything or like haven't been brave enough to ask. And it turns out that her and him are the two people messaging each other. And they're also like enemies in real life. So they hate each other in real life, but they're like messing each other on this app anonymously, not realizing that the other person is this person. Oh my gosh. I just added it to my cake library. It's so good. It's so good. Anyway, sorry. I talked too long about each book, but your turn, Andy. It's your turn to talk a lot, so. (laughs) So the next one is, um, this one is on KU. Um, I, same thing. It was like a similar thing with you, like a point of view, like kind of thing. But this one's a, it's a Thorn Princess by LJ Sheen. I think that's how you say it. Um, But it's a bodyguard romance. She's like the former... Uh, first daughter her dad used to be the president but now is like living in texas but she wants to live away from them because she's got a lot my of- date with the president's daughter vibes yep <laughs> except for she- not really so she's got a lot of trauma and she's kind of like a party girl and no one understands why she's a party girl like she's not like the cookie cutter type girl you know so she's like super artsy and like into tattoos and stuff and like they call in like the hardest a bodyguard they can get because she's been able to like they're like oh she's just gonna like totally like manipulate them and sleep with them because like they media makes her out to be like this like just girl that sleeps around like just knows what she wants but she's not so she's actually like a virgin that's just a pretense she puts on but basically her parents are just trying to do damage control because someone set her up and basically got it to where when her wardrobe malfunctioned like she flashed the world and it was all over media. So that's why she has this bodyguard now to keep her image clean because daddy's trying to make another campaign, but not for presidency for something else. Um, anyways, so there's this one line on here and the father's talking to the bodyguard, Kay, and he's like, uh, says her father notices that he has new ink poking out of his sleeve. He responds, she needed 150 tattoos under her belt for her internship. And you decided they'd all be on you. Her dad chuckles. Not all, but most. Yeah. There's another one that was like a really spicy quote that I could pull up if you want me to read it. Read it. All right, let me get it. It's like, it's it's good. All right. Do you want me to say my next book yes. while you look that up? Yes. I'll pull it up right now. Okay. My next book is Bonded by Thorns, which you've heard me talk about before, but it applied to this list because I definitely found it on social media. But Bonded by Thorns by Elizabeth Hel- Helen. As we know, it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling, Faded Maids, Reverse Harem, etc., etc. Um, Very loosely based on Beauty and the Beast, I will say. And she's based each of her princes. So the princes are all of the different seasons. So they're seasonal princes. And she's based them all off of like very specific people. So like the spring prince is similar to, um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting the Mandalorian? So he always has a mask Mm. on, like a metal mask on. 
And like Winter Prince is supposed to be like Henry Cavill in Witcher vibes. And like they're all different like sort of, I don't know, vibes. Anyways, and that book is spicy. There's lots of like male on male and female on male and female with two males and like all of the things. But what actually got me hooked on this is basically a video of it was like POV you're running from the it says she's running from the monsters chasing her and here's the villain fey prince because there is so there's the four princes of summer or of of the season so summer winter fall and and spring and then there's one more prince the fifth prince and he's basically like the prince of hell essentially the Mm -hmm. prince of the underworld of death of darkness of they call him the prince of thorns the prince of thorns okay (laughs) little beauty and the beast for you anyways so she's running from these monsters through through the prince of thorns forest and in her mind she hears someone yell she hears his voice the prince of thorns the evil prince the villain of our the villain of our story screaming run in her mind as she's running and she's like running as fast as she can and he's like giving her directions in her mind and then all of a sudden it dawns on her like only mates can speak into each other's minds (laughs) oh my gosh but she's already mated with two of the other princes so now she's like holy shit i have a third mate and it's the evil villain prince of course you don't really know anything about him other than everybody hates him yeah Soon. But of course, he's going to end up being this like secretly nice guy who just like Why not? morally gray, you know, always. But we haven't gotten that far in the series yet because only book two like just came out. So, OK, read me the quote. All right. And then do your so, next book. It's the point of view. It says when she walks in um, on him with someone else and she freezes because she's got butterflies. The girl that he's with points her out and he says, she can watch. That's all the action this little brat is allowed. You, (laughs) I'm getting all like bashful right now. (laughs) You like to watch me fuck a stranger, don't you, you brat? That's right. See this shit through. Own your kink and stand there and watch like a good girl. Okay. (laughs) I'm in. I like totally forgot about that quote and like I was like, just going through like my saved stuff and I was like oh that that's that's yep that's what got it um, that's one add it so this other one I had already saved but I had friends that coaxed me into reading it Deb thank you Icebreaker by Hannah Grace Deb um, Deb it is a hockey romance and it's super cute. Like, it's not just, like, a hockey romance. Like, it has so much good, like, humor, great, like, shedding light on, like, um, like eating disorder type stuff. Like, it's very positive on the way they have they approach things, mental health. Um, there's a lot of inclusivity in the fact, like, there's, like, adoption and all these different things. And I just, like, People in it. wheelchairs. Yeah. And, like, it's a lot of representation, which I love. Um, and it's just... There's a couple cinnamon roll characters in there that you just want to hug to death. But there's a quote um, on there um, that I found that was uh, like a point of view. It's like, when you're reading a spicy book on the plane and he leans over and whispers to you, anything you read 
I'll do to you when we get home. <laughs> Bless you. I loved that part. <laughs> right? I read this book. I've read this one. It's such a good one. And Hannah Grace is coming out with another one soon, too, I think, actually. It's a wildfire, I think. Something like that. Yeah, it's about um, another character, side character from the book. The one that, like, picks her up from the coffee shop or whatever and drives her home. Yeah. The, like, dark and mysterious and, like, troubled past one. She's working on our favorite character's book right now. I always forget his name. Henry? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't forget his name. I love that cinnamon roll. (laughs) I love him. He's such a baby. I just want to wrap him up. He's a baby. He's a baby. (laughs) I just a baby. I just a baby. All right, your turn. Is it my turn again? Or do you want me to go? I I was like, I can do another one if you want. (laughs) I've got this. Don't worry, girl. (laughs) Okay. Um, my next one is Book of Azrael by Amber V. Nicole because, fun fact, I found this book because of one of Amber's TikTok videos. Little fun fact for you. And then I kept going back to her TikTok video where she has, like, a TikTok video of each of her characters and kind of, like, their own personal vibes, which I liked because I kept getting confused as hell because there's so many characters in this book because there's, like, the hand and then there's... Gabby and like Diana and like just all of these people. So it helped me. But the book, the this specific quote <laughs> that you know well and you could probably quote as I say it. Okay, so Book of Asriel is an enemies to lovers, but not just enemies, mortal enemies. Um, kind of forbidden love, sister love sort of vibes. Um, and. It's unique because the villain is actually the female main character, which I think is cool. So she's our bad girl. Anyways, so here's the quote. (laughs) I think you literally posted this today. I did post it today. (laughs) Friend? What? That's eight ways now because when we leave here, I'm going to fook the word friend right out of your vocabulary. (laughs) I read that quote and I was like, I have to read this book. I have to read this book. (laughs) What I didn't know is that this book would be a painful slow burn. Oh, painful slow (laughs) burn, but so worth it. Oh, so worth it. And this part where he says this is like near the end of the book. (laughs) And yeah, anyways, it was such a good, I mean, you guys have heard, we literally interviewed Amber. Like we are obsessed with this book. So... Uh, five stars. Your turn, Andy. What's up next? All right. So this one is a reverse harem. This was actually my first reverse harem I ever read. It was by accident that I read it because I just saw it and I was like, oh, it's a pretty cover. I'm going to read it. And then I was just plunged into it and here we are. But it's one of my favorite series. It's The Bonds That Tie by Jay Bree. Um, the concept of it is just genius. Like the way she has set up this like aspect of like a reverse harem to where it like makes sense in their world of like magic is just super cool um it also felt like a little dystopian to me almost yeah, like is. kind it, of it, some it, of the ya like a, novels we used to read yeah it's but totally like, like a dystopian world um because it's like normal but it's not normal because there's abilities and there's rankings and hierarchies and based off of these hierarchies you are paired with your bonds and they do that so that way you can have 
basically powerful offspring. That's why they do it. And either it's like one female with multiple males or one male with multiple females. It just depends on the blood test that comes out. And so this particular character, the female main character, is bonded to five of the most powerful men in their world at that Which time. Which I love that it's a blood test. Yeah. That it's not like, oh, I've fallen in love with this person and it snaps into place. No, like, it's a blood test. Yeah. And so she... Like, you don't even know the people you're bonded mm-hmm. to when you get your blood test back. You're just like, But cool. you find out when you're really young, okay? And so yeah. she finds all these out and she knows what they look like because you get, like, folders on everybody. Um, her mom knows something's up. And so her mom is running with her bonds and eventually her mom gets killed. Um... I'm not going to say how, but her family dies and she's alone and she's on the run because she feels she has to run away from these bonds to protect them. From whatever reason, we don't really understand, but she has been told that this is important. So she runs away from her bonds, which is technically illegal. Um, and eventually she gets taken back and she is forced to basically live amongst these five men who hate her from running away and has to figure this crap out. Because the only way you can complete a bond because they call you like oh my bond but you're they're bonded once you've basically fooked um and that's like how you complete the bond okay but here's the quote and there's two quotes that was like i love it just because i love a bad bad girl and it was like she woke up and chose violence that's one quote and then another one I have two that are really, one that's really dirty and one that I like. Um, this other one was on a little just reels, like convincing you to read like the bonds at time. It was like, oh, my girl likes that. You want me to kill everyone who dares to look at you? I will. I'm not a good man. Not like the rest of your bonds. If you want blood sweetness, I'll give it to you. I'll give you whatever you want. And then this other one was. Which bond said that? Atlas. Of course he did. And then I can't remember who said this one. Um, I have a feeling it's Griffin, but it's like, it's so dirty and I love it. Uh, it's like, oh, then it was probably Griffin because yeah, like, I feel like he's like the filthiest. Oh yeah. She's, he's like, you want to be watched? You want him seeing, you want him seeing you come all over my cock, gushing down my legs and screaming my name, baby. <laughs> yeah, that was Griffin. <laughs> For sure. But it's like, that was a really good series. It was well written. Well, I no, really liked the thing it. It is like. For a first reverse harem, like, I was, like, not, like, it was literally thrown into the deep end, but I was like, this is really good. Like, I could not stop reading it. Just the storyline outside of, like, the shit. Like, it was fantastic. (laughs) 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 I think... I think it was my first reverse harem too, if I'm remembering correctly. Like I'm getting this, spe- I have the special editions from Bookish Box coming soon, and I can't Ooh. freaking wait. I mean, we both have T-shirts of that series. I was wearing it, and then I got pizza on it. Mine's a, a David Bowie T-shirt. Mine's a something. Space Oddity. I don't even know what mine is. What is this thing? You, you are, are stronger than you think you are. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, you're welcome. What's your next one? <laughs> um, my next one is actually one that I talked about at the beginning. My first one, my next one is Flawless by Lee Silver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is the first book out of the, so it's the Chestnut Spring series. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the thing is, I feel like she does, okay, so here was my thing with Twist, the Twisted series, where it's like four books about like a friend group or whatever and they're all sort of connected. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that one just, I just felt like each book, while unique in some ways, was very similar. Yeah. Um, where with these ones, I actually felt like they were very different from each other. Like she does a really good job of writing each character so uniquely and differently and really like delving you into these characters that you don't feel like you're reading the same thing just with like different names and a little bit different of a trope. You don't feel like it's like piggybacking. You just feel like it's an, it's like it's its own book, but happens to have other stuff with it. Yes. Which no hate to the twisted series. I love that series, but I just feel like if I had to pick one of them, I feel like Elise's Elise Silvers were written better. So it's about, it's basically about, so I'll give you like the world really fast because I feel like that's important, but there's three brothers. So the fifth book is about to come out. So three of the books are about the three biological brothers. There's one brother who's like kind of been adopted into the family, mm-hmm. but like not really. He was like 16 when he came to live with them. Um, and he actually falls in love with these three brothers' cousin. <laughs> So he's like, I don't know. It's so cute. I'm describing it bad, but no, I understand what you're saying. And then, yes. And then the last, the well, the last one's actually about a brother, but the the fourth book is about. So this book, Flawless, is about a bull rider who becomes bull riding coach. Yeah, and it's the one where he, it's he, basically his protege. I'll be his protege. But (laughs) same. But it's it's so good. So Flawless is like a forbidden love, cowboy romance, rancher romance, um, workplace romance, one bed vibes. Always essentially always. He's yes. He's a bull rider. He does a bad a bad publicity move. His agent sends his daughter to go babysit said bull rider. So that's kind of your POV. And so our bull rider says this to the girl. He says, careful, your dad told me to keep your hands off you. And she responds because she's a badass. She's like a personal trainer and shit. She's so cool. Um, and she says back to him, yeah, well, he didn't tell me to keep mine off of you. <laughs> I need you to read this series like today. Can- it's so good. It's on KU. It's so good. Yes. Okay. Add it to my never-ending list. And the fifth book comes out in October, and it's about Bo. Okay, listen how cute this is. Bo was, like, our number one boy name. Like, if we had a boy, we would have named him Bo. And in the fifth book, the the girl that he falls in love with is Bailey. Aww. So it's Bo and Bailey. I was like, cute. Because my daughter's name is Bailey, for those of you who didn't know that. Until you read the book and you hear about a Bo and a Bailey effing. Exactly. And I'm like, you're welcome for that <laughs> well i didn't have a boy i don't have a son named <laughs> <Bo>. <laughs> if she wants to marry a bow i'm cool with that i love that name <laughs> gosh anyways on that name t- <laughs> <coughs> lovely um the next one is technically a ya series um it gets very not ya later on though it's called it's the shatter me series um, I'm gonna oh, yes. butcher her name to Hera Mafi. Um, but I love I devoured the entire series in a week, like novellas, everything. Um 
morally may morally may <laughs> morally gray male main character bad a female main character found family hidden identities uh dystopian world um like just this whole hierarchy just like basically f they're like the empire that's ruling at that time they're just trying to get stuff to it it's almost kind of like a faded mates aspect but not it's super hard to explain without spoiling it but there is a quote by this male main character that i'm obsessed with so in this point of view there's this character that's infatuated with our female main character juliet and she's like well i just want to be your friend and he was like i agree and this is what he says I want to be the friend that you fall hopelessly in love with. The one that you take into your arms, into your bed, into the private of the world that you keep trapped in your head. I want to be the kind of friend, the one that you will memorize the things you say as well, the shape of your lips when you say them. I want to know every curve, every freckle, every shiver of your body. I want to know where to touch you. I want to know how to touch you. I want to know how to convince you to design a smile just for me. So yes, Juliet, I do want to be your friend. I want to be your best friend in the entire world. And that's what that's, con- adorable. that's what convinced me to read it, along with the simple quote, lift your hips for me, love. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but it's super slow burn, but you have to read the novellas. Like, I almost did it, and I'm so glad I did, because the novellas are from a different character's point of view. And so you're able to, like, and they're super easy reads. But I am obsessed with this. I got the fairy loot editions and I can't freaking wait because I'm obsessed and I love them. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Okay, I, I have to read them. You've you convinced me. I literally almost, like when you were having like a hard day, I was like, I might just buy these and ship them, ship them to her so she has to read them. <laughs> <laughs> like like with Throne of Glass. Like, or not Throne of Glass. Girl Prince. Yep. I'm like, here you go. <laughs> But this is like, this actually has spice to it as opposed to like the Cruel Prince is like, you know, so. I read like 10 pages of that and then I was like, I need a, I need a break. It's, I'm just not ready to read it and I no, feel like girl, I want to be ready to read it so then I can. Because it it's, I've had friends who like read it and they hated it and then they went back to it later when they're able to read it and they're like, oh, this is actually really good. Like you can't just, yeah, I want to be YA. like, like it's why there's no smut the first one's completely setting the scene so you're just kind of like mm-hmm. you know that was a four star yeah, i want to read it when i'm like was. when i'm like ready for it but the last one is bad eh? i love queen of nothing how many how many books do you have left i've got three same look at us perfect Twinning. okay so my next one is one i just finished i gave this one five stars so good Lovely Bad Things by Trisha Wolf. I recommended that to a couple of my friends after what you told me based off of their like preferences. So see if they like it. So it's kind of like a law enforcement and serial killer get together trope. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's an actual trope, but in this one it is. It's definitely a slow burn. It's kind of like a psychological thriller mystery. Lots of um, philosophy themes. If you're into that, I thought it was really good. Um, anyways, what convinced me to read it is this vid- this specific video. And it was kind of one of those POVs where it's like 
there's a quote at the end, but this was actually Trisha made this video about her book and that's how I found it. But it says when you lock him out of your joint hotel room. So like those hotel rooms have one door in the middle, but they're joined. When you lock him out of your joint hotel room, so he breaks the chain to the door and finds you asleep. Then he sits in a chair to watch you. His thoughts turn dark because he's a serial killer. That's not in it, but I'm just throwing that in there. Um, he hears you say his name in your sleep. He pushes out of the chair and he storms towards you. It's the lovely bad things. And this is the quote. It's the lovely bad things that steal into our thoughts in the middle of the night and tempt us across the line of good and evil. <laughs> My gosh. It's like, it's like a sexy silence of the lambs, which I know is not giving it great vibes. It's so good. It's so good. If you like to be like a little bit confused and like to be like, what the f is happening? It's a great book. It's a great book. But yeah, I really like that one. I feel like you definitely have to be like in the right frame of mind for it. And you definitely have to be into this kind of stuff because it's pretty dark. This is a very dark romance. Yeah. But it was so good. It was so good. Okay. Your turn, Andy. So... I remember you calling me like I have to tell you about this book so my brain's gonna explode <laughs> and then you're like this I is like had to talk to somebody you're like this is what's gonna happen and then you called me later like Andy that didn't even happen I was wrong <laughs> <laughs> everything I thought that happened was gonna happen or I thought was happening wasn't happening and I have no idea what's happening <laughs> that's basically what was happening all right, so my next one is um, Kingdom of the Wicked by Carrie, I think it's Meniscalco. Calco. Calco. Oh, pretty last name. Yeah, it's really, she's, yeah. It, I'm pretty sure she's Italian, to be honest, because a lot of this has like an Italian theme, which I love. Um, but it's a seven deadly sins retelling, enemies to lovers, kind of faded mates aspect, um, slow burn. Um, hidden identities like the whole concept is amazing so jordan our sticker jaddy uh recommended this series to me love her and i loved it so much i you have to go through two books to get to the spice but it's worth it um but the what convinced me to read it outside of jordan was i think my just fbi agent was just helping me out you know because i had like literally thing after thing about kingdom of the wicked Wait, after i that. keep not being able to hear you can you hear me? Oh, there can you are. Can you hear me? Hi. Hi. Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Um, but basically, my FBI agent was just being a homeboy after I talked to Jordan. It was like, we're just going to show you all these reels about Kingdom of the Wicked, you know? And so there was one that oh, came. Oh, to convince you to read it. Yeah, and it was like. Is it YA? Mm, I don't think. So. Kind of, I guess. Like the first two books are, and then yes, the third but there's book very is like... adult language, and it's like a murder mystery type thing. So kind of, I guess. Okay. Um, you'll see by um <clears throat> some of the quotes, but okay. <laughs> so this is just I'll this, let you finish. <laughs> this is the series, but yeah, it's really good. And so there's like the witches as well, like witches, and basically they're taught to fear the wicked, which are the princes of hell that are like wrath, greed, envy. All these different things. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so this main character, her twin, it won't really spoil it because it happens within the first like two chapters. Her, she's a twin, 
and there's these amulets they're supposed to wear and they're like the chosen twins that are gonna like basically destroy the wicked essentially and there's these amulets they're not supposed to touch together one night when they're little they touch together and they say that frees the wicked okay but they don't really think anything of it they move on and her twin sister they find out she's been into shins shady shiz okay and she ends up murdered and they know it's from the wicked but they don't know who's helping the wicked so she's trying to figure this out and she summons um what she thinks to be like a lower demon of hell that she finds from her sister's journal to help her find who kills her but no she summons a prince of hell and he is bound to her to work with her to figure out who killed her sister okay and it's just a whole thing it's amazing but so here's a couple quotes was Uh, this book was this book in your books that made me cry uh no it was not what's one where they like summoned she went in the woods to summon someone and it was like invisible life of adding the room oh okay okay yeah continue um but this one so she says to a character show me why they call you wicked and he goes keep your legs legs closed and lean forward I would have been like, absolutely not. And then um, the next one is uh, he t- the main character, the male main character says, "You need to get out of here immediately." And she's like, "Why?" <laughs> he goes, "Because you're tearing your clothes off and you're looking at me like you're gonna do the same." <laughs> and then this other one, I love this one. And this is in the first one, the description I believe of when she summons the incorrect person um and she's like this was not the kind of prince written about in fairy tales there was no golden crown sitting upon his dark head or promise of safeties waiting in his sculpted tattooed arms he was death rage and fire and anyone stupid enough to forget it would be consumed by his inferno and i just might <laughs> you're, you're damn right you will girl <laughs> but it's so bad a eh? like i the female main character in this one like She's going it's on to, KU, isn't it? I don't know. I I have the physical copies. It might be. I'd be very surprised if it wasn't. But I'm obsessed. And Jordan said there's like rumors about like the other because you deal with all the like sins at that point in the book, you know, like you meet them all or in the series. But it's focused on one specific sin the majority of the time. And so it's like that's why there's like that one quote that I posted on our thing that was like, "Tell me I'm your favorite sin." <laughs> oh no it's not it's really good I loved it and yeah I was I was hooked to these books I just loved the storyline and like the spice band is added aspect and there's plot twists that I was like what the fuck like I just like I literally remember texting Jordan and it was like midnight and I was like Jordan <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> She's just like you're gonna have to. How leave. dare you? But it was so good, so so good. Highly, highly recommend Kingdom of the Wicked. There's like a lot okay, of well, other quotes I wanted to read, but they're a huge spoiler, so I'm like, I can't read those. So it's on my, it's on my TBR. Okay, last two. Ready? Yes, let's do this. Well, I'll do mine. You do yours. I'll do mine. You do yours. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my, yeah. My second to last one is Gilded Princess by Penelope Black. 
Um, this one is like a mafia romance. Obviously, I like this. Um, it's also a reverse harem. Of course it also, is. I like those. Of I'm course it is. A hoe. <laughs> and it's like, a <laughs> and it's like a college romance. So they like are in college. Okay. Um, so well, this man. is what hooked me to this. This is gonna make me sound so dirty. <laughs> we already but know. It says POV. Yeah, you already know. <laughs> POV. Him walking in on his best friend, and it has little asterisks, and it says eating his girlfriend and instead of getting angry so he walks in on his best friend eating out his girlfriend okay if you're not gathering this <laughs> and instead of getting angry he pulls up a chair and he says wider baby girl i want to see you soak his face oh my gosh <laughs> i saw that and i was like Activated. I gotta read it. <laughs> yeah, that's a five spice, you guys. That's a five spice. Actually, maybe I would put it at a four, only because I read Pucking Around, and that's a five star. <laughs> Pucking Around is basically an erotic novel trapezing around as a hockey story, but it's actually just an erotic novel. <laughs> I remember you texting me and Raina and you were like, guys, this is the, like this is the most insane thing I've ever read in my life. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Why is it spicy? <coughs> Sorry guys, I in Utah, it's so weird because in Utah allergies just last our summers are incredibly mild. I wish ours were. So our summers are a lot like springs. Like July is our warmest month, and I think the warmest it's gotten this month is like maybe ninety seven, which is hot. But like, it's like dry heat, so it's not like super miserable. Um, So our grass is still green, and our trees are all blooming, and our plants are all blooming, and like, anyway. So right now is when like hydrangeas and stuff start to bloom, Mm -hmm. certain flowers when it gets super warm. Lots of and, pollen. Well, quote unquote, super. Yeah, so I, my allergies have been acting up. Plus, I run outside. So it makes it worse because, you know, as you're running, when I'm running like six miles outside, well, I haven't run six miles yet, but four miles outside, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that noise. <laughs> No more, please. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't even know how I made that noise. Oh, we're done. Is this stimming? No, this is disturbing. <laughs> if you want disturbing, I can give you disturbing. <laughs> you just, I like it. That's stimming. All right, what's your next? Oh, did you just did your book? All right, do you want a hockey romance one, or do you want me to read a closed door fantasy romance one that's still really good? Do the closed door end on the hockey romance. So do the closed door. I'll do my last one, and then you do your perfect. Okay. So yeah, this one is a a hockey (laughs) one. 
it's a closed door uh, fantasy romance. The author uh, prefers to do that just for those who don't like to have smut in it. And it's a slow burn. It's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. And I did obviously still obviously want the smut to happen, but it didn't because it's closed door. But it's like a fantasy world. Um, obviously, there's Faye, um, kind of dystopian aspect. Um, it's really hard to describe like it's literally it reminds me of just like a hybrid of a bunch of like the fae stories i've read like there's kind of like a faded mates aspect but in this aspect the female main character is sacrificing basically her life to marry the cruel fae king of the land because there's an order that he has to go and marry somebody i don't know for what i can't remember why but so they go and take tallies of all the girls and her sister is absolutely gorgeous okay like she is stunning and she has half of her face burned because she had an accident when she was a kid like she was beautiful as well but she just has a deformed face on one side and so she goes and it was like basically the king was like someone needs i needs to um marry me or i'm gonna like murder somebody like one a day until someone like offers to marry the cruel king because all of his wives keep what dying. a catch all of his wives keep dying because his wives have been betraying him okay and so they've been getting murdered and shit. Uh, it's super, it sounds super lame how I'm explaining it. But basically she goes and is like, hey, like, I'm offering myself. And the guy that's like his little vizier or whatever is like, okay, fine, whatever, let's do this. They get married. Um, and he sees her face for the first time and is just kind of like, is this like a joke? Whatever. Like, they're married, can't do anything about it, whatever. They don't consummate the marriage because he doesn't want to because reasons. Uh, he feels betrayed, but eventually when they're going through fulfilling their like duties as royalty, they're walking around and she sees her childhood love in the crowd and he's married and he wasn't married when she left like two to three weeks before. And he was like hinting that he like loved her and was like pissed that she left. And so the point of view I saw for this book was when you married the cruel fave king to save your sister's life and you spot the man you've been in love with for years standing in the crowd with his new bride, your husband, the cruel fake king, finds you crying and pulls your chin towards him and wipes a tear away from your cheek and says, he should have chosen you years ago. Oh, we love it when they're not as bad as you think but they are. There's a lot of like crazy stuff that fit. It's like she kind of bases it loosely off of Disney stories. I don't know which one this is, but it was really cool how she wrote it. Um, my only complaint was there wasn't spice. But if you like closed door romances and you like fantasy like romanticy stuff, like this is really good. Or if you're just eating a palate cleanser. I feel like I've read I've read a couple good like closed door Yeah. Like, I, I kind of feel like Emily Henry's books are a little bit closed door. Yeah, so T.A. Lawrence does The that. Bodyguard was closed door. Yeah. I haven't read that like, one yet. But there's still I good ones. I feel like... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I make it sound like... The Bodyguard was a five-star read for me. So was Happy Place. And both of those didn't really have any spice in them at all. I mean, my one of my favorite books of all time ever is literally Harry Potter, and there's nice. not a drop of spice in yeah, any of Yeah, it doesn't have books. to have spice to be good. This is just one of those ones where it was like... It was literally edging you the whole time, but it's called A Word So Fitly Spoken. I can't remember if I said that. T.A. Lawrence, but it's really, really good. I found it from her t her Instagram and TikTok. That's how I found this quote and obsessed. 
If there are any authors listening, I hope you've realized that like half of the books that me and Andy have, have mentioned have been literally from the author's Instagrams and TikToks, them posting so videos of their- it of, works. It totally works. It totally works. Um, What's yours? So my last and final book is called A Warrior's Fate. It's by Melissa Kieran. It's a slow burn for sure. Um, Faded mates, enemies to lovers, vibes. Um, Kind of like similar to the Book of Azrael in the way where they're like mortal enemies. Mm -hmm. Kind of. Um, So this was the video that I saw and this was the caption on the the screen. And it's an art... Like an AI, like a artist rendition of the main characters of this book. Yeah. So she's like sitting on a throne and he's like standing behind her looking all angry. Anyways. Um, so it says, finding out your fated mate is the king of, a, of your rival kingdom. Okay. And then it says, so you two make a deal to never touch to prevent your mating bond from snapping into place. So it's a slow burn, but... It's so good. It's a good book. And I thought it was really well written. I thought it was really interesting. Um, I love how different, I love it when people do different, like how um, Bonds, it was like, Mm -hmm. you find out who your mates are based on like a blood test. Yeah, yeah. Or like your bond snaps into place in very specific ways. Like this one is literally, they just have to touch each other and it will like snap into place so they make a vow like we're not even gonna like they can't even shake hands they cannot physically touch each other so it was a super good book i highly recommend it if you like fantasy and you like the faded mates vibes and you're down with a slow burn i always like slow burn and kind of like faded enemies kind of like romeo and juliet like we're from different kingdoms but we love each other kind of vibes i'm all about that um, but I thought it was really good. I gave, I think I gave it four stars if I'm remembering correctly, but it was really good. And that's my last book I have on here, but definitely worth reading if you're interested. It's beautiful. All right. So my last one Your turn. is uh, hockey romance. As I mentioned, breakaway by Grace Riley. I really enjoyed that. So it's kind of like we mentioned with like the twisted series where it's like a compilation um so it's three brothers the first one is a football romance this one's a hockey and the next one's a baseball haven't read the baseball one yet though um what's the football one called i've read the football one uh is it called like first down I think or something it's called first down i actually enjoyed it yeah um i like i actually haven't read it i didn't mean that i've read it i meant it's in my it's TBR. in your it's in your ku so but i yeah so this one is like friends with benefits uh coach's daughter resolving trauma owning your stuff <gasps> i love a coach's um, daughter kind of like a hidden romance for a bit like he doesn't know that she's the coach's daughter when they first hook up and like commit to do a friends with benefits but he can't stop thinking about her so they just kind of keep going with it um but this was the thing that pulled me in from this and i it's funny because like i had all these things saved and of course deb our hockey romance guru was the one like you have to read this um and we loved it i this was the the thing that popped up it was just like a picture of like hockey stuff in the background with the quote and it was like you have a friends with benefits relationship with the captain of your dad's hockey team you wear a shirt with another guy's number on the back of it to one of his games when he rips it off you later you ask him what is it with you and destroying my clothes he says this isn't yours 
If it was my number, it would be yours. <laughs> we love it when he doesn't want to be friends with Benefit. But he's that. also kind of like, I'm the bad boy for everyone, like, but you, like, he's super angsty, but, like, he's so good with her. And, like, the dynamic of it is, like, so, I just... I loved it because she's kind of back to your first quote, like I'll be the villain. Yeah. So like he's for you. He's just not kind of like you. a grumpy dude. Like he's known as like and he's also known uh, as like he's got a lot of trauma, a lot of chips on his shoulders. Um his dad was like a football player, and so that's why his brother's the favorite and he chose hockey, like all this stuff. And so Oh, poor baby. But they both, they're both, <laughs> just kidding. No, but they're both really very real through trauma. Like, and hers is very, hers is sexual trauma. And he's literally helping her own herself again. And that's why she's wanting to do friends with benefits. She wants to do it in a safe space. And he's, she wants to say, like, helping this is her, my sex life. I'm he's gonna helping do what I want her check it. off a list of like her goals for, and it's literally just an agreement. Like, Hey, like I hope cause his like hockey performance has been crap, but like once he had sex with her, he's like playing like he used to. And he's like, so we've got a deal. I'll help you with your list is like, and this helps me with it. And she's the one that proposes it. Like, Hey dude, like, so it's super. And there's just really cute Aww, stuff. I love that. It's a really good one. I loved it. I really like Okay. Well then I'll read the, football one so that i can get on to the hockey football one. one's more of a marshmallow dude but like you said it's like it'll ruin like the relationships if you read like the next one because it tells you like you'll know what's yeah. gonna happen if you read the yeah yeah but they're both really cute yeah you kind of with like the elise silver books it's like you're reading flawless which is the first book yeah. and it mentions the other characters the people who the second book will be about it like but it never mentions them like in regards to each other like like his brother is very prevalent in the book yeah him and his brother have like an an argument with each other and so he's very prevalent and the girl that he ends up being with is her best friend who's also very prevalent in the book but I'll just okay wait just really fast I'll just explain because I feel like it needs to be said do it first book is the bull rider Mm -hmm. and the um daughter of the agent and it's kind of like a workplace romance the second one is a single dad who's like kind of jaded because his ex-wife left him. He's like the hot guy in this small town. And she basically, his ex-wife was basically like, I conquered him and I had his baby. And then she deuced out. She was like, Oh, she's one of those. I'm the baddest bitch. He's mine now. I've locked him down because I had his kid. But he keeps their son. And she only comes around on his birthdays, their son's birthdays. But so he's a single dad, so he needs a nanny. And so girl number one recommends her best friend to be the nanny. Of course she does. And it's an age gap romance. Like the nanny is like 26 and he's like 30 or maybe she's like 24, 25. And he's like 36 or something. Like it's a pretty big gap, but still so cute. And then the third book is the one about, um, it's a hockey romance actually. He's a hockey player, but he's like kind of the, he's the, he's Bo's best friend. Okay. So book three is about 
book five that's about to come out is about Bo. Mm-hmm. But he's Bo's best friend. And when they were in high school, he got kicked out of his. He was in an accident and his sister, his little sister died. And his parents basically blamed him, even though it wasn't his fault at all. So sad. And so he went to go live with this family. And every summer, these three brothers' cousin would come and visit them every summer. And hang out with them. And she was like a little bit – because they actually have a sister too who there's no book about. But Yet. they have a little sister. And she – well, actually, I think she's in a different series that they're writing because she lives in a totally different town than they do mm. where they're all in yeah, Chestnut Springs. To... Yeah. But she basically like is their cousin. So she has had a crush on him like forever. And so – and they've become best friends. And she is just like harboring this crush for him. And then as, cause she's a few years younger than him. Mm-hmm. So when she finally becomes an adult, all of a sudden he's like, holy shit, I, you're hot. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> I didn't realize it when you were, when you were 14 and I was 17, because that would have been disgusting. But like now that you're 21 and I'm 24, like I'm definitely noticing. Um, I'm and she's like it. a prima ballerina. And anyways, she's she limber. gets. Yes, and her dad is a really rich guy, and he basically sells her off to this guy as, like, a business deal to marry. Yeah, and he, like, breaks up the wedding and stuff. It's really good. Anyways, that was book three. And then book four is about the – so book one, he's now a coach of bull riders. Mm. And book four is about his protege. And normally, I would be very against this trope. Please don't tell me it's surprise pregnancy. But it is very well done, okay? Joss. So, no, let me finish. Let me explain. So it's about winter, okay? Winter is Summer's sister. Summer is book one. Really creative and winter is her sister. <laughs> I know. It's supposed to, it's like they get made fun of the whole entire time with the names. But winter, Summer is literally the summer sister. She's like the sunshiny and bright and awesome sister. And winter is the sister who... Yeah, who's just like a little bit – she's like the Manon or the Nesta. She's like a little bit more, I don't know, angsty, angry. So basically she's getting divorced because the guy that she was married to – she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. And the guy that she was married to turns out way back in the day was like literally grooming and raping her sister. And she didn't know. She didn't know. And the minute she found out, she was like, adios. Summer, the first sister. So there's also like a lot of sexual trauma and everything, but super fascinating, super interesting storyline tying them all together. So she divorces him. And so she decides to have a one night stand with this guy who's the protege, like the protege of, yeah, right after Christmas. And she finds out that she's um, pregnant. But what's sad is she had spent years trying to get pregnant with her husband. And, she thought it was her. and every time she did, she had yeah, and every time she did, she had a miscarriage and she just was like It's me. So many fertility appointments, like blah 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 blah. Okay. Anyways, so, that... so she gets Okay. So it's so she gets pregnant and so she's it's it's not a devastating thing to her at all. She is like stoked because she's wanted a baby for so long and she's She's like 30 at this point. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I'm ready for a baby. Like, I don't care if it was a one night stand. Like, my life has been so shitty. Like, this is exactly what I needed. So she sends him a text and she's like, hey, will you call me when you get a chance? And so she texts him like 10 times and he never answers. 
And finally, she's like, I have something really important to tell you. And he's like, okay, then just text me it. And she's like, I'm, I'm pregnant. And he's, all his responses is like, okay, thanks for letting me know. So he's a douche. So nine months, not like 18 months later, a year and a half later, when her baby is now a nine month old little girl, he like comes back into town because it's like the break from the season and he sees her with this baby and he's like, holy shit, like she, she had a baby with someone like in the time since like I saw her last, like that's crazy. And it turns out that his agent had his old phone and he had no idea. So he goes over to her house because all of a sudden he's doing the math and he's like, and he goes over to her house and he's like, because she's pissed because he's just walking around acting like nothing's a big deal. It's no biggie to be around her. He had no idea. Yeah. And he's like, is that my baby? Like, is that my baby? And she's pissed. She's like, I told you it was your baby. He's like, no, you, what are you talking about? So he, she like pulls up the text and he's like, I'm going to kill my agent. And he starts like throwing up and like, it's like really well done. Like he's obviously upset upset and devastated. And she's like super happy with her baby. Awesome as a single mom. Anyways, but they end up like, and the reason she's so hurt by him not wanting to be a part of their daughter's life. So she thinks is for her daughter, but it's also for her because she she really liked him. Yeah. She thought he was a really good guy. So then for him to just say that, she's like, what the hell? Um, but it was so good. It was very well done. And you know I don't normally like those. Okay, so the, I can understand But for her that. specifically, it was like, it wasn't like a, oh, no, I'm pregnant. We need to be in love. It was like a, I'm pregnant, but I'm going to own it, and it's going to be awesome. I love it. Because... Because, like, I have had all these fertility issues and this baby is a miracle. And then I just thought it, I thought it brought up, like, a really good, a lot of good points. Like, the first time she has sex with him, like, nine months after she's had her baby, she's, like, all insecure, like, worried about what he's going to think, about, like, what he sees. Because, like, her body's different from the last time he saw her. And, like, all this stuff. I just thought it brought up a lot of really, really good points. Things that are completely normal. Like, I'm married to my freaking husband. I remember after first time I was super self-conscious like yeah yeah like worried it felt different or like you were doing something wrong I don't know yeah it's just your your mind after that is so hard and your body just looks totally different and like anyways well sorry that was my whole deep delve into Elise now you books. don't you need, to need to read, read that last one because we know it all <laughs> I'll still read it. No, you don't. <laughs> you think you do. That's actually a very small portion of the book. It is much more complicated than that. It always is. <sighs> Next week, we're Anyways, doing well, Aquar, right? First tidbit. Aquar chapters one through... I think we're going to try to do 20, but we'll just kind of see where it goes. I think we can. I think we can do. I think now that we have it, just yeah. our books and we're kind of skimming through the book. Why do I keep not being able to hear you for a minute? I don't know. Is it your headphones? Oh, there you Hello. are. I really, I think we'll I really be able do to. think we'll be able to do 1 through 20. I, yeah, because I'm on like 11 right now and I really don't feel like... I feel like it's just like this will be a lot more recap because now that we're just annotating in our books, it's more kind of like, oh, here. And then like if there's real big pivotal moments, we'll like read, you know? <laughs> Because really, it's just, like, those first 20 chapters are just, like, 
her in the spring court. And stuff going down. Her coming home. Yeah. And them, like, trying to figure out what to what the freak to do next. Yeah. I think we should honestly be able, like, as I was looking at how it was broken up, I was like, we should be able to do, like, the segments, like, like both of our segments each time, if that makes sense. I'm so excited that I have one through ten. I haven't even... Or one through nine, I, I haven't even been looking, like, to be honest. Like, I've just kind of been, like, making... I've literally been, like, looking at the page, like, numbers, and I'm like, all right, so this looks good, this looks good, and then, like, I get to it. Like, when I was going through, I'm going to cry so much on my last part. I'll be able to mute my mic and sob, and you'll be like... I was <laughs> sobbing hysterically on like multiple parts and I was like I'm just gonna be a mess I have two words that can trigger an entire fandom of this book three ships if when you get to that part I'm gonna be like I was I will not be able to hold it together oh I have that and then everything after it mm-hmm I know <laughs> you assigned well, the chapters Tyler he was like babe you did it and I was like I didn't even look at what the I'm freaking stoked though that I have one through nine because I love those chapters. I love all the like all the like weird twin cest and shit. (laughs) (laughs) I love tampon sitting a specific two people down and basically chewing them out like he's a dad. Oh yeah. No, I The Bogue! I love (laughs) I love Aquar. Like I like honestly, like I love the Court of Mist and Fury, but I love Aquar for different reasons. Like I feel like Mist and Fury was like my romance yes, one. This one is just and like while you get some of that. It's more like This is more f- a family yes. war book. It's literally just so empowering and like rip your heart out in a great way. I love it. I, Indeed. And then we'll bust through Silver Flames. Or not Silver Flames. Um, Frost Starlight. That'll be a one episode one. That'll be super easy. Something we'll be busting through with <laughs> No, Frost and Starlight is what I meant. <laughs> Cassian's dick will be busting <laughs> I can't wait for Silver Flames, though. I haven't even looked at what our chapters are on that, and I'm a little scared, too. Because there's a lot of sad parts. Listen, give me give me the heart-wrenching chapters. I haven't even looked at them. I don't think I'll know until I actually read them. But I'm pretty sure you have one that's pretty, like... Like, I think you have some pretty heavy Nesta chapters. I... I think we both do, to be honest. Because it's so evenly distributed throughout it. Well, I just feel like all the book is sad. Yeah, the whole thing <laughs> like is. So I think I think it'll be evenly distributed, but I think you have the iconic line. Should we do a little? Should we, <laughs> should we do a little? Um, should we do a little portion about the extra bonus chapter, Azriel's bonus chapter? We can. I'm game. Do a little theory theorizing. We'll have to pull it up on Google because I don't. My book doesn't have it. Mine doesn't either, but I have it on Google. I have it saved. Got Google. Got Google. That's a good one. Anyways, okay. Well, we love you, hoes. Um, we'll post a list of this. Yeah, I'll make it probably. These books for you this guys. Weekend. And you're all a sleuth. 
and <laughs> and I love you all. <laughs> and use your digits to follow us and finger your way on over to our Instagram. <laughs> Diddle those digits. You guys are such good girls and you look so pretty when you listen to our podcast. Diddle those digits. You gotta you haven't purred once I have you need purred. to purr before I stop I have recording. Purred. Maybe you didn't hear it. I feel like you just in your <laughs> No no, I did the lisp. I did the lisp and I did the purr. <laughs> Bye.